Hey guys, we're here for episode 21 of the e-commerce opportunity where I'm joined by Liz. Liz, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. We're recording this on a Friday. Not sure when it's going to go live, but happy Friday to you. I appreciate it. I'm ready for the weekend, but I'm equally ready for this conversation. I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. Val had connected us and, and Val is a friend of mine. So you're, you're a friend of mine. Well, let's, let's get started. Do you mind starting with what you're working on right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Suna. Suna is a virtual photo shoot platform, but what that really means for brands is that we make it possible for product companies to get professional photos and videos totally online via a virtual photo shoot experience. Brands book an appointment, tell us a little bit about the kind of content they want to create, whether it's product images for their e-commerce store or marketing images for their social media. They ship us their product and then they join their shoot in a browser where they're able to see every single photo and video as it's created in real time, give feedback to the crew. And the best part, everything is totally a la carte. So you pay $39 per photo, $93 per video clip, and we deliver it in 24 hours. We think we are building the fastest and the most affordable way to create professional content online. I love that. So question for you, like what was your, you know, what was your idea when you first started this company? Like where, what were you doing before this? And what led you to think like, I need to disrupt whatever it is that you're disrupting. Like what's the background? Yeah, before this, I actually had a production company. So I worked for seven years on my own professional production company. And actually, my co-founder in Suna was my director of animation at my first business. And what we both sort of loved, but also lamented, is that we were working on productions that were anywhere from $25,000 to $300,000. There really wasn't anything in an affordable price point for businesses that were either just getting started or for product companies that wanted to move quickly and scale fast. And so when your average production costs $50,000 and takes three months to get done, it just feels like the industry wasn't keeping up. We were not able to adapt to how e-commerce was changing, to how social media was changing. And so Haley and I really just looked at each other and said, if we wanted to help small businesses, if we wanted to help new startups, if we wanted to go faster and try new things, what would it take for us to do that? And we determined that what it would take is a totally new approach, a technology-driven point of view that says, hey, we can actually make the process of production totally transparent and put it online in a way that makes it really dynamic for the end user and very affordable for the end user. So I actually sold my first company as a very successful company to go do this crazy company where I sell photos for $39 a piece. But I'm so glad that we've done it because really our mission statement is quality content for all. And every single day we deliver hundreds of images to customers across the globe who are starting new stores or growing new stores or taking stores they've had for a really long time and expanding them in new and exciting ways. And to me, being able to be part of their success, it just feels so much more fulfilling. That's incredible. Do you mind walking me through? So you had the idea of this, like from idea to actually launching it to actually getting your first customer. How long did that take? And like, what steps did you take to actually you know, bring that to fruition? Yeah, the initial seed of the idea was born in January of 2018. So we had the vision of how we thought it might work. We had kind of some general philosophies about how we wanted to deliver the services, but we didn't know technically how it was going to get accomplished. So it took us about 11 months to build the minimum viable product of 
how Sino works, the backend software that sits underneath our product. And in November of 2018, we had a functioning prototype of how C2C, which is the core tech behind Sino works. And uh, we actually took that to Techstars in Boulder, Colorado and said, hey, we uh, think we have a really good idea for a venture backable startup here. We'd love to show you the tech. And on the tech alone, uh, they accepted us into the program. And so during the program, we then came up with our launch strategy. So from January 2019, all the way until April of 2019, we were really planning on building the building the wait list, building that customer interest and starting to tell the story of what Suno was actually going to be in the world. And we launched in April of 2019. So we've been in business for two years now. And it's been a really exciting ride. You know, you you never know what each of those little decisions are going to take. But yeah, it took us almost a full two years to, to get off the ground and running. I mean, kudos for you for sticking with it and congrats for, you know, all the success that you're having. Yeah. I, I want to talk about like, in terms of like what you guys are actually doing, like what role do you think content plays in today's world, right? Especially with like iOS 14 and, you know, you just see like, where, where do you guys fit in? And like, what are you guys actually solving for these brands during, you know, kind of some of this unpredictable, you know, time where we're all trying to navigate? Yeah, well, there's two things that I think are essential for all brands to keep in mind. The first is that there's there's indications from Shopify and from other industry experts that as much as 90% of a customer's purchase decision in e-commerce is based on the visuals. So if you just think about how much time we spend on copy or gathering reviews or changing the buttons on our website or working on abandoned cart flows, we put so much emphasis on these other areas of the category when in actuality, 90% of the decision-making happens with that image. And so what we're really trying to unlock for brands is the ability to get a professional image that punches above its weight class, that really communicates to the customer what they're going to get and delivers on that promise. And so we want to be the premier partner for delivering professional e-commerce photos. But beyond that, there's an entire ecosystem of content. Some of the things you've mentioned, UGC and social and the things we're doing in mobile applications that deliver an ecosystem around these e-commerce stores, right? If you think about how many things have you and I probably purchased in the last year that we discovered on TikTok or that we discovered on Instagram. And so that ecosystem of visuals is also hard to produce. And as we all know, these platforms are just getting hungrier and hungrier for content. You know, really growing emerging brands post as much as 11 times a day on social media. Well, 11 times a day, that's a lot of content. And so we're there to support the ecosystem around the e-commerce store to ensure that you have content that really delivers conversion so that you can get that cart magic, as I like to say. I love that. So I want to shift now to your team. I got a couple questions there. How big is the team? How do you guys attract talent? And more importantly, how do you guys retain talent? Yeah, you know, Suna has grown very fast. We went from just myself and my co-founder to a little over 60 people here today, two years later. And most of our team is actually creative. So it's the people who are working day-to-day on the virtual shoots, delivering assets to our customers. But our second largest team is actually our engineering and product team, the folks who are building the software technology that runs our platform. And I think we've really focused on a couple key things with attracting talent. The first is our mission statement, you know, leaning into this idea that small businesses and upstarts are the future and you can come to Suna and be part of supporting those types of industries. And if that calls to you, we're here to have a home for you for your career. But the second thing that I try to really focus on is this idea of transparency. 
you know, everything about our product is transparent. You see every single photo as it comes out of the camera, you get to react to it and give feedback to it. And that's very different from a traditional production model. If you think about in traditional production, the photographer knows what they've captured. Maybe even the producer understands what it looks like, but the end customer, honestly, it's a bit of a black box, what they're going to get at the end of that photo shoot. We try to bring that transparency into our culture as well. We try to have open ideas systems where folks can contribute lots of different concepts and lots of different requests to how our product should work and how our marketing should be done. And actually, one of the things I think is really cool about working at Zuna is whether or not you're a customer service agent who's just out of college, or you're somebody who works on our production team, or maybe you're somebody who works on our operations team, you're all encouraged to make feature requests to the product team and to really contribute to the product experience in a transparent way. And I think that's a really dynamic way for businesses to retain talent is when you feel like you're part of the product, you're part of the growth, and you're part of what makes it innovative, you're part of the innovation. And that's a, a pretty awesome thing to be creating here. I love that. And one thing I'm actually curious, right, because you're kind of at this intersection of like technology, SaaS, and e-commerce. Who are your employees? Are these people that worked at e-commerce brands? Are these people that worked at technology companies? Like, who? where do these people come from? Yeah, we certainly recruit a lot of folks from e-commerce brands, but we also recruit a lot of talent from media companies, people who've worked at BuzzFeed or who worked at National Public Radio or MTV, where they understand the huge volumes of media that are being created online and how to optimize that media for its best use case, right? So that's a lot of where we tend to source our talent today. Awesome. That makes sense. So I want to talk now about fundraising. You may have to talk about numbers. I don't know if it's public or not public, but in terms of fundraising, at what point did you decide, hey, we need to go raise a round? Um, and when you raised that round, was it just a seed round? Did you go, go directly to like a series A because of your guys' quick growth? And what are your what's your advice for people that are considering the pros and cons of raising? Yeah, our fundraising journey is multi-stepped. I definitely uh, am happy to share as much as I can. So you know, when we decided to enter into Techstars in January of 2019, 100% of the reason was because we knew we wanted to raise venture capital. And I'd never done that before. So I wanted to get really smart about both the process, but also just how to put yourself in the best possible position to raise successfully, to have those relationships so that you can really effectively raise a round that makes a lot of sense. So for us, coming out of our Techstars program, we actually raised a pre-seed during the program. We raised a little over a million dollars in our pre-seed from 2048 Ventures in New York. And one of the things you learn during a venture fundraise is that different funds have different areas of genius. So a fund like 2048, and there are many others focused on the earliest stage companies, companies that have really great tech or really great ideas or see a market opportunity. And it's really great validation for a business like ours, where we see an opportunity to solve a massive problem in the market at scale, but we have a lot of work to do to prove it, right? And so uh, after raising our pre-seed in 2019, we then went on to raise a seed round in the early part of 2020, and we raised that from Starting Line Ventures out of Chicago. And a seed round is we raise a little over $3 million in our seed round, and a seed round is really designed around, hey, we've built the thing, we've made it public, we've proven that customers love it, we're seeing initial with this product. 
And then finally, this year in 2021, we raised a, a Series A with the Union Square Ventures in New York of a little over 10 million. Cumulatively, over the course of the business, I've raised a little over 15 million. And a Series A is really all about this question of you've got product market fit, you've got people who are using the product on a repetitive basis. So what's next? Can you be a market winner? Can you be a category winner that scales? And raising venture means you have to understand these sort of commitments you're making, right? That you understand that there is an inherent expectation at each one of these stages about what you're proving as a business. Because if you can continue to prove those things, that means you can be a billion-dollar company, right? That's the that's the pathway to becoming a billion-dollar company. I don't know that I knew that I had to raise venture. I just had an intuition, the scale of the opportunity and the difficulty of the tech we were building. You know, I didn't want to spend 18 months working on tech again. You know, I wanted to move a little bit faster. So I knew that it would require us having a large engineering team, a large product team to really help us advance the product as quickly as possible and take advantage of what we consider to be first movers opportunities. We, we are the first to market with this virtual shoot experience and, and we want to be the dominant brand that owns this category. Wow. Thank you. That was incredible. I really appreciate the the insight and the transparency there. Um, The next thing I want to talk about, if you're okay talking about is like, how do you guys uh, acquire clients and how do you guys retain clients? Like what does that acquisition kind of look like? Yeah. Soon as acquisition is really all about putting out quality content, you know, every single time we have a successful customer story with beautiful assets, it helps us generate new attention to the business. And so a lot of our acquisition has come through our customers really promoting the quality of the work they're getting from Suna. But the other part of our acquisition is really just around the value prop and telling the story of the value prop. You know, I love doing things like this where I get to come on and tell folks like yourself about how great Suna is and this is a great opportunity, but we're super active on all the social channels in the same way. You know, we're all over Instagram. We're all over TikTok. We're talking about how we do this day in and day out and showing off the product. And I think that's where a lot of brands um, need to think about. It's not just about the end product. Sometimes it's about the process. Sometimes what gets customers obsessed with your product is actually the details. And so don't be afraid to spend some time on those details. Thank you. That's fantastic. The last thing I kind of want to focus on is like, for someone that wants to use your platform or for someone that wants to do a content shoot themselves or with someone else, uh, what are like the first things that they need to do to be actually ready, right? Like how does a brand actually get ready to make sure whether leveraging you or someone else that there's going to be a successful experience where they're going to get the assets that they want done in the way that they want it? Yeah. The first thing I really recommend is that your product and your packaging look the way you want it to. You know, if your product and your packaging are not getting an A plus from you, there's not a lot that even the highest end of professional production can do to close that gap. Um, We're not going to be able to turn a B plus product into an A plus product with images alone. So you want to get your product to a place that you love. You want to get your packaging to a place that you're really proud of. And when you've got those things together, then you can start dreaming about who's my core customer, where are the places that they're spending time? And then how can I create content that really aligns to their purchase decision? You know, I think so much of having quality assets is about just creating desire, desire for your product, whether that's on Instagram or that's on your e-commerce store itself. You want to have images that both combine the nuts and bolts of just here's my product on white with the beautiful crisp imagery, but also 
Who are the customers I want to show in these assets? You know, is your customer a 30 something to 40 something year old man? Great. Let's get that guy in the shot. Let's put him in the environment. That makes sense. Understand your customers so that we can reverse engineer that in your images. One of the coolest things about Suna is we actually have a model marketplace in our product. Uh, so when you make a booking with us, you can actually book a hand model, a human model, or even a cat or a dog model in the platform. So if your customer is dogs, you sell dog food, you can book a dog on Suna for $99. But be thoughtful about is your dog, you know, really large dogs? Or are you a small dog product? What are you selling? Who is it for? And let's show those in the images so that the person who sees it will want to buy it right away. This is fantastic. I have one more question that I just thought of. Okay. So in terms of like, yeah, and thank you for all the insight. So in terms of like a, a brand that's using you guys or just someone that wants to create content in general, do you have any recommendations on like how many assets someone should create in a given month? Does it depend on their size? Does it depend on how many channels they're leveraging? Like, do you guys have any best practices around e-commerce brand? I recommend X number of videos, X number of photos, you know, per, per month. Yeah, I really think about it on a per product basis. So for every single product that you are currently selling online, you want to have a foundation of assets that can support that product sales. So here's the three assets you absolutely need. You need the product on white photo that just helps people see the details. You need the product in use photo. So that is the customer using the product. If it's a cosmetics company, show a person having it on their face. If it's a pet food product, show it with a dog, you know, put it in context for the customer. That really helps. And then the third is what I call the sell it asset. And the sell it asset is that sexy asset that makes everybody really want it. You know, maybe it's the product on a really poppy pop of color, or maybe it's a seasonal moment right now. Like we're about to go into summer. Maybe it's your product in a beautiful bouquet of flowers, you know, make this, the product feel like it has some context that really does sell it. And then for however many products you sell, you want to have that kind of asset ready to go at any point in time. And then you can change it up season. So let's say, for example, you sell footwear and maybe you previously only sold footwear to women, but now you still sell that same footwear to men. Get those assets lined up for that customer group, right? And so for each product line, you have a clear to-do list for your brand on how to continually promote the product. Wow. Thank you so much. I know I personally learned a lot. I really appreciate your advice and your insight. Thank you so much for, for being here. For someone that wants to use your platform, work from you, ask you a question, what are the best ways in which they can contact you or learn more about your business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I have a gift for your listeners. So if you go to suna.co, that's S-O-O-N-A.co, and use the coupon code Liz, my name, L-I-Z, uh, at booking, you'll get one free photo or video clip on me. So go ahead and book that and give us a shot. But you can always follow us on all social media. We're at Suna Studios, or you can follow me at Liz Georgie. And Georgie is a bit of a doozy, but it's like the word George if you turn the E's into I's. So it's G-I-O-R-G-I. And uh, follow me on social media. I'm always happy to hear your questions about your product imagery and help guide folks to awesome content. Awesome, Liz. I'll drop your links below. And thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye, Liz. Bye. Thanks, Chase. Have a great rest of your day.